All right. <clears throat> what is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast. It's a uh, beautiful, hot day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I'm your host, Jacob, and with me, I got one of my co-hosts with me. Go ahead. It's your boy, uh, Jabril, over here. Jabril. <clears throat> it is bright and early. This is probably the earliest we've ever done a podcast ever. Yeah. Uh, house, we, we were actually saying that like it's weird seeing each other and not still having alcohol in our system yeah. this early. Because usually when I see Gabe this early in the morning, it's probably because he's waking up shirtless on my couch. Right. So it's like, wow. I think it's my couch by now, but... <laughs> That's a good point. Well, actually, no, you didn't really break in the, the new one we got as much as you broke in these. Yeah, you copy that. It looks yeah. like we're sleeping in the garage. <laughs> I mean, it's actually not that... I, I was telling Adriana, I'm like, if we want, we, we have more people slay over the night. Because it's, I mean, it's not the, the cleanest garage in the world, but it's definitely not the dirtiest. No, yeah, it's not sure. bad at all. Yeah, not too bad. My, if you guys hear my, hear my dogs, it's okay. Just uh, take refuge in the fact that they're going to be dead by the time uh, this show is posted. But, um, but yeah, man, that's life. And all that good stuff. Um, how's your week, man? How's your week? How was my week? Uh, pretty fucking good, actually. Yeah. Um, what I do? Saturday, Guardians two. Okay. Um, so Guardians two is fantastic. It's a great movie. Okay. Um, it definitely has a lot to do with like family and relations. All right. So I I did say that a couple of my predictions were were kind of on spot. Yeah. But fantastic movie. I do have some issues with it. I'm gonna let you see it though. Then we'll compare notes. All right. Cool. Yeah, Saturday. Me, me and John want to check it out. It's uh, a fucking awesome movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's just I don't know. Uh, I feel I think I mentioned this in the group chat one time. Like I like the first Guardians, but I feel like I wasn't as hyped out on it as the rest of you guys were. I don't know why. I liked it. I enjoyed the first one, and I was looking forward to the second one. But it was like for me, I don't know. This is where you and I differ because you were kind of the same way about Doctor Strange. Like, like you know, you were like looking forward to it, but it wasn't something that you were gonna be like, oh my god, I need to see yeah. it right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel you. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested. If you're probably gonna check it out this weekend. Uh, no, fucking awesome movie, but yeah. um, I'm not gonna say anything because then you're not gonna unsee it. All right. So I'll save my notes. And then Sunday was every time I die. Yeah, how did that go? So fucking phenomenal. Um, we got there on time, so we we got to see all the openers. Yeah. Uh, it was God Alone. They were pretty good. Smaller yeah. band, obviously. Uh, this band called Sixty Eight. It's like if you took 21 pilots and uh, every time I die and just kind of like mesh them. Okay. But like really, re- like a lot of alcohol in their system. All right. They're okay. just, they look like two college dudes just going up there and just doing their thing, which All is, right. they, they were more of um, like an entertainment band. Okay. They're like, if you know this, the lyrics to this next song, just know that we do too. And I'm like, these guys are pretty funny. They were entertaining. I don't know if I'd listen to them outside of the venue though. Very cool. Then Wage War. Yeah. Fucking awesome show. Yeah. That pit was fucking strong. Yeah. Um, I got my record signed by. This by was at the bottom lounge, right? At the bottom lounge. Okay. That shit was good. And then every time I die, fucking phenomenal. In case you haven't seen every time I die live, it's it's something else, dude. It's they came out with they came with the boys, mm-hmm. fucking instantly, dude. People just like fucking they chaos, up with that? chaos. Yeah, they open up with the cane with the boys, just chaos, dude. Everybody fucking. Rushing the line. They keep talking. Everybody rushing a. Freak out. Can you keep talking? Guys? Sorry. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the can with the boys, they just bring so much energy. They're, I don't want to say they're a massive presence in the metal community because they're really not, they're, they're not that big of a band, but they just bring so much good lyrics, fucking instrumentals, and a lot of good energy on stage. And I think that's what makes the show fucking awesome. Yep. I mean, you, you saw my Snapchat. It was complete yeah. and utter fucking chaos, and yeah. I loved it. It looked like it went nuts. And I, I, Dan was at the show, obviously. Yeah. Buddy from uh, Shoot the Messenger, or not so much, I guess, anymore. But, um, yeah, so it seemed like a lot of fun. I mean, it's an Every Time I Die show, man. You know, you, you, you know, we've seen them before, and I wasn't as into them then. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, you know, whatever. There was, like, the two songs I like. But now I was like, dude, holy fucking shit. Like, this yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, they, they go in, man, and like I think you you, you sent me that that uh, text message where you're like, man, I don't really see a whole lot of young of the youngins here. It's, like- it's um, it, it varies. It's good to see a band that old bringing in a, a like various crowd, yeah, of varying ages. Because I mean, like me and Mandy went, we're you know we're both twenty twenty one, a couple of kids our age, and then you, you saw a lot of people like in their forties, and I was like, yeah. that's that's badass. These yeah. guys have been doing music since ninety eight. Yep. Been, so been a long time. I mean, it makes sense, man. They're one of the I don't want to say OGs because that implies that they were there at the very beginning of hardcore, but they're not. But they weren't obviously because hardcore goes back way, way before then. Um, but 
like as far as still standing and relevant, they're Fuck yeah. one of the Fuck OGs. Yeah. The, so. the thing with low teens too is that like he said it himself live, man. He's like, yeah, you know, we were trying a bunch of shit earlier and we didn't really know, but like low teens, like like we we figured it out. Yeah, I, like it's totally pre- prevalent, you know, because yeah. you listen to like Hot Damn, you're like, all right. You listen to Big Dirty, Gutter Phenomenon, yeah. whatever. But then you listen to Low Teens, you're like, holy fucking shit, this is a phenomenal album. Yeah. And they they definitely found that in between of like being able to do the cleans and mass Insane, streams dude. and all that good stuff. They they they, had, they they know what they're doing, man. They've been around long enough. And like you said, and like he said, um, they seem to really have cultivated all, all their knowledge into this into the last album. So also, every time I die is probably one of the few bands that I'll like go out of my way to like like say this for but they're like exponentially heavier live yeah. and it's fucking awesome yeah because um it, what, what was on it was on pedal which is already a, like a heavy song it yeah. was fucking you know it goes in but dude holy shit live it's just a whole it's a whole nother beast yeah it's it's fucking phenomenal cool so yeah dude every time i die phenomenal i'm wearing the shirt yep Girlfriend got it for me. It's fucking titties. Yep. I'd love to see him again. I, I just been on a binge, dude. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I couldn't go because I don't have any money. And uh, yeah, what, what, what day is it? Did that fall on? It was a Sunday, so you would have been working. I was at work, anyways. So yeah, I'm glad you had fun, man. I mean, like I said, every time I die, I never disappoint. So yeah. Oh, and guys from Wage War, super fucking awesome. Yeah. All of them, yeah. super nice. They're like, yeah, dude. I was like, yeah, I saw you at Warp Tour. You guys fucking killed it. Been jamming ever since. They're like, oh, dude, totally red. Blah yeah. blah blah. And then we were talking about the new album. Yeah, got that shit signed. They weren't assholes, and it was genuinely nice to see, th- you know, them yeah. being appreciative of their fans. Yeah, not very well. They're still relatively young. Um, yeah, and I, don't, I have a buddy of mine who like puts a lot of stock into Wage War, and not, like I said, I like them. They're very good. Dan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he puts a lot of stock into them, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I get it. I understand that they're very cool and all, but. My thing is, is like they're still new. You know, you yeah. never know. I've seen a bunch of uh, new bands come out. They have one really good album, then trophy eyes. Yeah. Well, yeah. But um, that's just the name. Of, you know, I'm talking about my history of my music that you know that I've been listening to. You see a lot of bands come up with a really good album, and after that's kind of. Just... I I have faith though, man. I, I pre-ordered the new album, and you know I don't like pre-orders. I've yeah. said it before. I'll say it again. I don't like pre-orders. Yeah. But I have faith in Wage War. Oh shit. I like the two singles. My computer froze. Ah. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, I love the two singles out. Um, and and the record comes on like this cotton candy pink. So I was like, dude, you know, fuck yeah. it. Cool, cool, cool. Fuck it. But yeah, dude, that was my week. What, what was your week like, man? My week is, man. I'm not as adventurous as I used to be, man. It's a lot of it's going to work, settling down. Yeah, a lot of going to work, uh, hating it, all that good stuff. But um. Yeah, man, nothing really, nothing eventful. We had um, my uncle had his uh, child's first birthday party, which was quite a big shindig for a one-year-old. Oh uh, yeah, dude, that, that backyard was packed. Maybe yeah, like 50, 60 people. Yeah, that's, that's a decent amount of people. And for the, a one, the the food, phenomenal, was the bomb. That roast beef was fucking yeah. That Italian beef was fucking killer, and. Um, and the fucking carnitas. I don't know if you had the carnitas in there. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, 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 oh my felt it clog up your eyes. Oh, my mama cheeseburger. It was so good. But, uh, yeah, man. Other than that, dude, I didn't have, don't have much going on this week. Uh, Injustice 2 came out, which we're about to, we're about to cover. Fun fact. Um, as you guys know, I am an NRS fighting game fan. Even though I wasn't super big on the first Injustice, I did enjoy it. It was a well-made fighting game. But for me, and I was telling Adriana this yesterday... My thing is, if it differs too much from Mortal Kombat, nine times out of ten, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take three steps this way. Uh, I'm trying to learn a new game, and granted, it is relatively it's clo- it's familiar enough to where I can relate to it, but it's different enough to where it's a learning curve for me. So, uh, me and Gabe were playing a couple rounds before we uh, ended up rolling the show, and um, so yeah, so far so good. Um, the gameplay's fluid. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, it's gotta be one of the best looking games on console right now i have to say i mean obviously i don't know about pc i don't play pc but um facial animations in this game are oh my god it, they, they are gorgeous 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 um and fun, uh, fun another fun little story about that is out it came out two days ago whatever day that was tuesday, tuesday. it came out tuesday i was pre-ordered it at amazon i was supposed to get it on tuesday but because uh, a I'm an Amazon Prime member or my wife is, uh, so when I ordered the game, I got a little bit of a, a price time or a little bit of a discount on the price. Some of the bucks got knocked off, so I got it for like maybe like eighty bucks. It's like ninety bucks on you know uh, when you buy it at the store, the ultimate edition. But because Amazon's 
is full of idiots and the morons don't know how to deliver fucking shit on time. I didn't get my game on time. So my wife, who's very good at sending angry emails, I've learned, uh, sent a very angry email to Amazon and they're like, okay, well, fine. Either we're going to add on another free month of Prime or you can get 20% off the, of the game. Damn. So Adrian's like, fuck it, give me 20% off. So pretty much I got this game for what it is to get the normal. 65, yeah. 70 bucks. Yeah, like the normal Sounds game. Bad. Yeah, so pretty sweet. So far, so good. I only, I've only had maybe five hours hands-on with it so far, but uh, and I'll be able to give you guys a bigger... Yeah, it's um opinion. It definitely has its own feel to it, which is nice. Yeah, it's a nice breakaway from MK, but the the, the motions are still there. Like the, yeah, the special move combinations, yeah. mm-hmm. the button inputs are all the same. Yep. Um, yeah, dude, I, I, I'm still kind of on the border. I'm on the fence with this. Yeah, I like I like it. Like I like playing it, but it, my my whole thing is whatever I'm spending on the game, I have to get a hour per dollar spent. Okay. So if I'm spending the full hundred bucks, I have to put at least a hundred hours into this game. That's that's how you know what it boils down to. If okay. I'm not looking at story, graphics, just basic shit. If I put a hundred hours into this game, it was worth the hundred bucks. Okay. I don't think I'm gonna do that. Okay. I think I'm gonna put like twenty. You really think so? I think twenty before I kind of like eh. How much? How much time did you put into MKX? I put thirty hours. Yeah. And that, that's a lot. I I haven't put. That much time into a game since COD Four. Thirty hours is a lot to you. Yeah. Really? Thirty, 30 hours because I don't I don't sit down and play for hours. I'll sit down and play for like one or two. Okay. And then I'll move on. You know, but I know like you and Nick. I'm pretty sure Phil. Like you guys will sit down and do it for five or six hours. Yeah. Which is fine. I just don't have the kind of time for that. Copy that. You know, and I just don't have the attention span for that. I oh. need to get out and do something. So did you feel Mortal Kombat X was worth it then? Yeah, I paid twenty dollars. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I definitely put, definitely put some time into that. Okay, because when I, when I think of putting time into a game, you said you put thirty hours into COD Four. You said right? No, COD Four was like, oh, like probably a week's worth of time. Okay, that was a lot of hours. That's about to say because I'm like when COD Four came out. Keep in mind, I am a little bit older than you, and I wasn't. Was I in high school? Or I was just about to enter high school, I think. 2007, right? I was junior high. Okay, so yeah, I was probably like maybe freshman year in high school, probably. I put like 30 days into that game. Yeah. Yeah, I put like a month into the first COD 4. Or the first COD 4. Well, I mean, I guess there is two of them now, I guess. I couldn't tell you where I put (laughs) on the first one, but the second one I'm at like three or four days now. Ah, Okay, cool. So, so, yeah, man, I'm going to dive in because I, I need to embrace different fighting games. And again, I know it's familiar enough, but like... It's NetherRealm. It's, you know you're going to like yeah, it. Yeah, I know I'm going to like it because it's NetherRealm, and I know it's going to be well-made. Um, and just the, the deal that I got, because like, I was going to buy the DLC anyways, because I just want to support them, because, again, they're my favorite gaming studio outside of like Naughty Dog. But um, I just like the fact that they dedicate themselves to doing one style of game, and they want to perfect that. You know what I mean? I, it would be weird if like NetherRealm tried to do like a fucking like, like first-person a, shooter a or something. Yeah. yeah, like a first-person shooter or something like that. I think it would be weird. Especially with their logo being Scorpion and all. So, um, I'm just glad. Like I said, I want to support them. A, they're local. They're from Chicago. Oh, look at that. So, uh, I like that to begin with. B, uh, I love the games. I've been playing them since I was two years old. My very first game I ever played ever was Mortal Kombat 2 on the Sega Genesis. Uh, Jesus Christ! Hey! My dog's out of control right now. But, um, and three, I don't know what three was. But, uh, point being... I mean, they've they've consistently put out solid material, solid. I mean, if we if we ignore Armageddon, then yeah. well, like even then, like my thing the cool is cool concepts, yeah. poor execution. They tried, they tried, yeah. Like at the very least, they put out a decent game. Yeah, it wasn't a bad fight. Yeah, Matt, MK9 was not, or MK uh, Armageddon was not bad. Um, MK versus DC wasn't bad. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Like I, yeah. at that they had a really specific. Yeah, at, at that point, at that point in time, like. You know, I was kind of over 3D fighters. 3D fighter, 3D as a whole, I don't think should be in a fighting game. I had this conversation with Nick in the in the group chat. I don't really like. You know, what? I I think I wouldn't discourage the idea. I just think we haven't seen it done properly. Yet. Yeah, I like at all. Like, and, and this is uh, not just MK because the first MK was Deadly Alliance with 3D. No, actually, four. MK4? Four, four, four. Yeah, K four, and then it went to Armageddon. Yeah, that's when it went up. To, well, MK, MKDC. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that, that was a whole chunk, man. They, they they really put the money there. That's, that's solid. That's what four games, five games that they because yeah, MK9 went back. Probably to, like yeah. ten years. Yeah, so probably about a ten, 10 year gap. Years. 
ten year gap that they went. And that's um that's crazy because like now that we have MKX and the injustices and all that good stuff, like you just see how much more fluid the gameplay is. Yeah. As opposed to like I'm sure if if we booted Armageddon. We'd be like complete fucking dipshits playing this game because we couldn't hit combos. Yeah. It's just how it is. That and it was like, um, I just feel like the combat was simplified in a sense that like, because there were so many dimensions, like the added dimension that they, you know what I mean? Like, it felt like dial a combo at times for with a lot of those 3D Mortal Kombat's. Like, for four, I don't even remember a single combo. I could probably hop in five minutes and learn one and then do well with it. You know, I think it's the tale with a lot of them. A lot of the three Mortal Kombat games. And they weren't bad, like I said. They were fun for the time. But I feel like a lot of those 3D games, and not just, like I said, not just the Mortal Kombats, but like the Street Fighters and stuff like that, the ones that went 3D, that I don't think they age well at all. Uh, I think, because I think, um, three like, because everything in, in gaming is 3D now, that, um... They're trying to keep up. Yeah, fighting games have proven over time that they are a 2D platform and they should stay that way. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, MKX totally proves it. Yeah. Even 9. Yeah. 9 was great, but 10 was like, the holy shit, yeah, shit I like, agree. don't even, yeah. no more. 2 is fine. Yeah. And I'm glad, what I like, and I think they took advantage of both, the best of both worlds in that regard, because now they have fully rendered 3D stories that they can tell in between the 2D fighting, which is awesome. Yeah. Because I, I think, I mean, obviously, I think uh, DC did it, MKDC did it first, but like, when it comes to story for a lot of these fighting games, and especially Mortal Kombat, prior to the nine, a lot of people felt it was convoluted and they didn't get it because you got it in like this little slideshow kind of a thing, and now you get fully rendered like. See, if you're playing, stories. if you're playing Mortal Kombat for the story, we got some issues right now. Well, the bat. yeah, yeah, no, because uh, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. No, the cutscenes are great; they're well done. I mean, I, I probably still couldn't tell you what happens through most of X. They're like, hey, kill this guy. Hey, kill this guy. This is a flashback. Hey, this guy killed this guy. Yeah. Which but, is fine. Make it work. But. Is, is that is that because... Well, because you're a fan of the series, so I can't really say that. I'm going to say, is that because you don't really care about the characters? or I, uh, They didn't give me time to care about the characters. They're like, hey, here's two fights uh, with Jackie or whatever. Well, I think it was like three or four. Yeah. But then like every time they throw a different variation at you. So you couldn't even learn the character. Yeah, that's You're true. just kind of like forced to play it and you made it work or you didn't. Okay. And it sucked. I and then, you know, they'd be like, oh, well, here's what's going on in Outworld. Now you're playing as... Kotal Khan. Kotal Khan or, Fu or Kung Jin. Yeah. You know, and it's like, w w what the fuck? Okay, I get it. I you get know? that, yeah. It's just like, like, yes, I care about... Kenshi. Because I mean Kenshi. Yeah. I fucking love Kenshi. Yeah. I care about Aaron Black because he's probably the coolest villain. Anti-hero. Yeah. Does it for the money. Yeah. I, I care about the characters I play because I play them. Okay. I get and that's it. about it. I that's, get that. That's the extent to it. My, my thing is like going because you like you like Kenshi a lot and I, I think out of the 3D games Kenshi is probably the best character that they have come out of it. Oh yeah. He was Deadly Alliance first appearance. Yeah. Yep. When did he uh when did he become like part of like the main crew? Like the like the Luke Kanes and the right after well, well he was kinda like pushed into it in like Deception. They tried to shoehorn him in. Yeah. And I think it worked well and they just kinda ran with the punches. I think yeah. the whole idea of blind swordsman is pretty cool. Cool, yeah. So with telekinesis and shit. Oh, speaking about Kenshi, right before we, we switch topics. You've seen um Rogue One, obviously. Yeah. yeah. There is a line with the monk from Rogue One that directly correlates to Kenshi's line. Kenshi says, I am one with the battle. The battle and I are one. Mm -hmm. And then the monk is like, oh, the Force with and I are one. one. Yeah. I just thought that was like, you know, because yeah. they're both blind my, my, <laughs> in tune. I, it cracks me up still because I still think about this line randomly where in Rogue One where they put the bag over it. So he's like, seriously, I am blind. <laughs> <laughs> How do you remember that shit? I don't know because it, it made me laugh really hard in theaters. Like, I don't know why when I saw it. He's like, seriously, I, I, I almost spit out my soda. Like, that's how intense it was for me. <laughs> it can't be that. Seriously, I am blind. Like, it was just hysterical. It was like, when you think of, like, the monk character, you don't think of, like, a comedy kind of a role. But he kind of yeah. filled that, you know? So it was just interesting to me. But, yeah, so um, I, know ah. you, I know you had topics this week. What, what are you thinking about? Oh, uh, we played the Zombie Chronicles or whatever they called it. Okay. So it's eight DLC maps. It's Noct, Verrucked, Shinonuma. Uh, Darius, mm -hmm. no, Darius is not in there. Um, oh, yes. Kino, Ascension, Shangri-La, Moon, Moon, and yeah, no, I think Darius. Yeah. 
Uh, fucking phenomenal. It's um those maps remastered. Yeah. It's not just they they slapped an HD skin on it, man. Yeah. They really took their time, and it looks yeah, it it looks insane. I saw gameplay of it, and um, first off, let's just throw out like I think we mentioned this in a prior show. Let's just mention the fact that this is a game that's two years old at this point. Uh, and they're yeah. putting they put I mean again the skin the, the maps are already there, so it's not like they created something brand new from the start. Well, okay, the so to be fair, they they brought back old ideas with new things. Yeah, because you obviously get the the whole bubble gum bubble, thing. The bubble gum. I wasn't familiar with that because I never touched Black Ops Three, and yeah. like my buddies had to explain it to me. And at first, I was like, "Damn, this is fucking this is gonna ruin my experience." No, integrated seamlessly. Yeah, my my biggest complaint. I guess you can call it is that it's not the original guns. Yeah. So when you try to go and buy something off the wall, it's not what it once was. Instead of the M14, it's the Shiva now and shit like that. Yeah, it's just fine. I yeah. get it. It's just one of those things, man. No, I get it because it's, it's part of the feel of it. To be honest, like uh, when you think back, like um, give me the like fu- the Olympia dude in Kino that first. Oh round. man! Like you'd get it yeah. once and never again would you fucking yeah, test that gun. Never again. Yeah. Or uh, the MP40 when you would mm-hmm. that that was phenomenal. Yeah. But now it's the, I couldn't even tell you what it is because yeah. I don't I don't know the game well. It's like the CUDA or whatever the fuck the it is. Yeah. But yeah, no, fucking phenomenal. This state, like when when we first turned on the power, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This looks so much bigger. Yeah. This looks so much better. Yeah. It's good which, though, man. Which is awesome, and it, like, like I said, I, I I'm just happy that Treyarch again with a game that's two years old. Did it right. Did it right, and instead of like they could have easily shoehorned this in and be like, oh, just throw it up there, and we can say, hey, we did it. But like, not put much effort into it. They put enough en- effort into it to be like, wow, they actually put yeah. some resources into this, as opposed, no. as opposed to just one guy in the corner, you know, like, oh, well, let me put this together then. Yeah, um, we played Kino, we played Not, we played uh, Origins, mm-hmm. which was a Black Ops Two map. No, I think that was three. Black Ops Three map. Yeah. And then we played a bit of Ascension. Ascension, okay, cool. Dude, Ascension is yeah. completely different, yeah. but it's totally the same. Ascension, Ascension is so dope. It was one of my favorite zombie maps. That was definitely. Yeah. Um, good fucking work. Yeah. I, I like we we played all night. We pulled an all nighter playing it, and I was seriously sitting there looking at prices for a copy of Black Ops Three. Yeah. Because I wanted to get this. You want to get it? Like thirty dollars? Fuck yeah, dude! Thirty dollars uh, uh, for these eight maps. Oh, for the all. Okay, yeah. I was about to ask. I mean, you can get the game for twenty online. Yeah, so you, that's not bad. You dude. Paid I would the, gladly yeah. pay the thirty. Yeah, I'm with it because. I'm about to check it out because, like, I definitely was interested. I'm not super big on zombies. I do enjoy it. It's mainly like, oh, I need to play with friends because I can't play zombies by myself. No, it's, yeah, it's just totally. It gets boring after it, a while. It's one of those things, man. I um, it was me, you know, Ahmad. It was me, Ahmad, and our buddy Ish, and um, me and Ahmad, we we haven't played much together, but we play the same style. Yeah. For Kino, so it's obviously pick two windows. Yeah. And then it's uh, open door, open door, and get the Kudia or the MP40 whatever, yeah. and then it's room and hallway. Yeah. And we just do it like tag team, like yeah. like binary zero and one. Yeah. Which is fine. We made it work, right? We made we, we worked it how we remembered to work it. But then when we played with Ish, this man's main objectives is turn on the power by five and get jug. I'm like, no, you are fucking yourself. You, you stay in the opening room until five, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. But his whole thing was like, oh, dude, you, you, I gotta get jug. I don't feel safe without jug. And he's like popping gumballs every round. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, I could do this to like probably like 15 comfortably. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll turn on the power. About 10 is when I'm starting to like, okay, maybe I should have yeah. some doors. <laughs> but uh, it just goes to show you, man. Like, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. The game definitely kind of applies to both, which is like yeah. again, man. It, you can clearly tell that the person who did this played zombies, enjoyed it, and they're like, hey, we have to do this justice. Yeah. Which is cool. So. Am I gonna pick it up? We'll see what my wallet's looking like after this weekend. Yeah. We're going ASIN. Yeah. I would like to. Though. I would definitely pick it up if I had the, the fifty bucks. You going ASIN this weekend? Yes, sir. What do you got going on at ASIN this weekend? Um, like- so ASIN, for those of you who don't know, is Anime Convention Central in the Midwest. It's the biggest one. Yeah. In the Midwest. Um, last time I went, I went with Nick maybe four. Holy shit, four years ago. Yeah. We had press passes, so that was cool. We got interviews. We got backstage, all that good shit. Yeah. Um, this year I'm going with my girlfriend Maddie. Yep. So. Uh, the whole thing is that there's different like events, showcases. Um, the biggest attraction is really the market. So they have a whole fucking antechamber dedicated to vendors, sellers. And you'll get all these crazy shit like model kits, one-to-one replica swords, 
posters, movies, books, dice, like anything cool. and everything related to anime. Mm-hmm. It's like the equivalent of a Comic Con for anime. Okay, cool. Which is good. And we're dressing up, we're cosplaying. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing Scarecrow from The Dark Knight. And Maddie's doing like a sexy version of the penguin. Mm-hmm. Not the Danny DeVito one, but. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm excited. It's her first time dressing up. Um, I don't want to say I'm seasoned, but I've done this before. I know how it is. Yeah. So I'm excited, dude. It's, it's been a while, and I think the magic is going to be there. Okay. Again. Very we go. cool. Very cool. Well, super excited. We'll make sure that you'll be able to bring back some information so you can share it on the show. Yeah, for sure, man. Mason um, is. Uh, it's really got its own feel to it, man. Like yeah. I know I say that about a lot of things, but you don't know what it's like till you actually go to it. Cool. It's, it's fucking titties. See, like me, again, me and Adrian wanted to go to fucking C two E two this year, but we, again, around for like last year we bought a house, right? And this year we just a didn't dog have, and a ring, yeah, and a kid. We just didn't have. They, for, they didn't. They didn't buy a kid. They uh, they made it. Yeah. Well. So. Yeah. It's going gonna cost me money eventually, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> See, my issue with C two E two is that I always want to go, but. I, Nothing. No fucking word about it. And then like, just hey, C2E2's this week. And yeah. I'm like, what the uh, fuck? I was supposed to get tickets I, in a costume. Like nobody. I, def- I definitely share your, your sentiment on that. Because how many times have like. Last year, two years ago, I swear to God, it was in August. Me. Yeah. It was in August. Yeah. Like, like, all right. So this year I'm like, all right, ASIN is in May. I have time. Uh, we're going for vacation in July. I could recover enough to get a fucking thing for C2E2. Yeah. It's like, oh, but C2E2 was like. Three weeks ago, I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I know, man. I, I definitely, I guess that uh, it sneaks up on me often, a lot. I don't yeah. know why. It's just like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. uh. And see, the worst part is I'm definitely more a comic guy than I am like a manga or yeah. anime guy. Yeah. You know, because I just grew up on comics. And yeah. like, you know, anime and manga wasn't until, I mean, I don't know, 13, 14. Yeah. I just started getting into it. So like, I would totally just love to be at... A C two E two a Comic Con whatever you yeah. know, but fuck man. <laughs> how, how dope would it be if one day we can go to the, like the San Diego Comic Con? Yeah, that'd be, be so pretty dope. pretty gnarly, dude. Yeah, one day we only have the plan. Even the the days. New York Comic Con is yeah. pretty wild there. Yeah, but we'll check that out. I just want to see because like usually the the San Diego one has all like the cool ass like trailers and shit. Oh where yeah, they bring out all the big guns and shit. So they uh, they brought out a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. Maybe one year. Yeah. We're actually trying to go out to Jay and Bob's secret stash next year. <laughs> I want to go so bad. I um, So the thing that sparked this trip was I was looking at records online, uh-huh. and I was like, man, I need a record of the the Cantina Band song. <laughs> I just, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Right? So I, I found it, and I was looking at because eBay will show the location of the item, and it's like Red Bank, New Jersey. I'm like, what the fuck is in Red Bank? Secret stash. And <laughs> sure as shit, the the seller name is Jay and Bob Secret Stash. That's so. Funny. I was like, I was like looking through their shit. I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta go there. Yeah, I gotta fucking go there, man. That's gonna, gonna be, be awesome. All right, keep keep the show going, man. I'm gonna kill my dogs. But yeah, for those of you who don't know what it is, Jay and Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash is the comic shop that Kevin Smith owns. That's featured on the AMC show Comic Book Men. Uh, it's essentially just the just a video podcast of them. Just running this comic shop, going through, selling items, buying items, and then throwing in some wacky challenges. Uh, definitely recommend it for any comic book fan, any newcomer looking to get into it. They do explain a lot of really cool stuff, and some of the comics and items people bring in are just phenomenal. Just old 1980s dolls, even older comics and shit. And they'll like they'll appraise it right there and then, and then you get a little pop-up screen that's like, Oh well, this was the first appearance of Wolverine ever, and like you know, this is limited to like a hundred pieces or just you know something like that, and it's really informative along with entertaining. Cool. And I feel like I did kind of progress with my knowledge of comics and pop culture through that show, because mm-hmm. you know who who actively goes out and is like, oh, first appearance of Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Unless you know you're a diehard Wolverine fan. Yeah. You're definitely right about that, and uh, that's why I enjoy about the fucking uh, yeah. comic book kind of stuff. No, you just sit there and you'll be like, oh well, you know, this is when he first came up. Like I want like. Because I know they have that museum in Maryland, I think, where they saw uh, Action Comics 1 and the Batman. I forget, set 42? Is it Tech Comics 42 or something? Something like that. And I want to see it. I would love to go and see it in person. I think that'd be dope. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, a piece of history, man. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember growing up, dude, comics weren't anything they were right now. No. Comics no. Were, were really a dying breed early 2000s. Yeah. You, you, you bought your shit and that's it. I didn't... Yeah. The only subscription I had was to the Lego one, huh. but that that doesn't you know Bionicle yeah. Comics doesn't really justify yeah. much. 
But. Very cool. My uh, actually, I, I saw a thing that my my buddy posted. He was being an asshole, and he posted like breaking news: Stan Lee was found peacefully at his home. Yeah, woke up peacefully at his home at ninety four. And like when you see stuff like that, like You're your like, heart, no, yeah, no. your heart drops a little bit. Which will cover what happens to me this morning because you actually broke the news to me this morning. Yeah, dude. But uh, I was telling Adriana, I'm like, what when Stan Lee dies? I'm like, it's gonna be like the equivalent of like Walt Disney dying. Yeah, because he built a fucking empire. empire. Yeah, like I can't. Other than those two, I can't think of one single person who created so many iconic characters. I can't off the top of my head. Stanley and, and Disney are like on the same category as far as that's I. Concerned. You know what? The only like story wise, probably Shakespeare. If I'm being honest. Yeah, but that yeah. that says a lot about these two people. Yeah. And they they were relatively close to each other. They were alive in the same lifetime for some people, you know. So like, yeah, that's crazy how that how that happens sometimes. You get some uh, you get some good stuff, man. Yeah, crazy. But um, yeah. So going on to more somber news, and we're gonna cover this quickly because I don't want to get too much detail about it. But uh, Gabe actually broke to the news this morning. Sorry that uh, Chris Cornell, formerly of Soundgarden, or I think he's currently of Sound, or he was, I guess. Soundgarden Audio Slave. Audio Slave. Also his solo work passed away. After a show in Detroit last night at 52, you said, right? 52. Young, a young guy, super talented, one of the most talented vocalists I've ever heard ever. Phenomenal. Yeah, and um, this is sad. Uh, Soundgarden was very integral in my early part of my childhood. Like, like obviously, a lot of people have Nirvana. You know, as far as when they grow up and listen to like the grunge music, I had Soundgarden. I preferred Soundgarden. So um, it's sad. It's very. Um, I've seen Chris Cornell live a couple of times, or once. Uh, and it was very, very good. And I'm sad that I didn't get to see him again. Yeah. Um, and I, unfortunately, I'll never be able to. So, rest in peace, Chris Cornell. You are a legend among men. Uh, and uh, you'll be missed. Yeah, I guess. It's, uh, it's crazy, man. 52, dude. That's fucking young. Yeah, man. It's Stanley's 94 and he's yeah. still... Kicking. Kicking, dude. Ugh. Yeah, so... Write comics. Don't do music. Yeah, that's, that's what we're learning, man. But, um, yeah, so... Moving on, Gabe. What else you got? Uh, okay. What's been on your playlist this week? Uh, what shit. you been jamming to, man? Well, I, this morning I started jamming to obviously Slave and Soundgarden. Okay, but uh, that's You're for some, your tribute week. Yeah, my tribute week. But um, as far as everything else, I've just been stuck on Diarty's Murder and uh, Fit for an Autopsy. I'm still stuck on those guys. I just listen to that heavy shit, that grindy shit. You know what I'm saying? What about you? What do you got? Um, okay, so obviously every time I die, yeah, I just I need my fix again. Yeah, that's good. Um, I picked up. A older Amity Affliction album, and it, Spotify does this thing where they're like, "Hey, here's a playlist for you." So I was like, "All right, let's listen to it." And uh, this song called "Anchors" came on. Okay. I was like, "Damn, this is really fucking good." And I'm like, "Is this new music?" And I look, no, it's uh, it's off their album Young Blood from 2011. So I was like, "All right, let's jam to it." It's a fucking awesome album, dude. Yeah. It's really more uh, punky than "Let the Oceans Take Me." It's kind of got that that push, that kind of thrashy sound to it, and yeah. I, I I totally dig it because you you could tell it's Amity Affliction, clear as day. Yeah. But man, you could tell they were like fuck twenty, yeah. twenty two, and they were just trying to make something loud and fucking thrashy. And it was I don't know, man. I, I really dig it. Got you pumped. Got me pumped. Uh, what else have I been jamming to this week? Um, I've been just kind of floating around with my music, man. Oh, Fall of Troy. I've been uh, jamming, but not. Not FCP Remix. Okay. They have a song called 401k. It tickles my fancies really well. Okay. Got me that. So <laughs> Fall of Troy. That's a fucking name I haven't heard since I was in high school, bro. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. That's been a while. That's interesting. Oh, and the Zombies EP, dude. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Because it's the it's fucking... Something. It's the bee's knees, man. Something, dude. Well, something just kicked. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I was, a, I was, I was always a fan of the Devil Wears product, like, since they came out with, like, Plagues and prior to that. Uh, beautiful Discord and all that, um, but like when the Zombie EP came out, I remember I was at school and I'm like, oh, the new the number I think dropped first was the first song that dropped. I'm like, oh, let me fucking you know, in school, let me put my head to my laptop real quick and kind of hear it, and then I put it on and I'm like, like I got instant boner, like you hear something knock from the bottom <laughs> of the desk. It was just so heavy. It was beautiful. Yeah. And um, it was just, yeah that fucking album man they came out fucking swinging yeah they they definitely fucking did yeah came out swinging. my personal favorite is uh I can't remember if it's a revive or recover okay uh recover yeah I think recover. I think it's recover Dude, yeah. that song it just fucking 
Oh, so the, the, I love because normally I hate this when songs kind of just fade, fade into the end of the song. I don't normally I don't like that, but that because it faded into it, him killing the zombie. That and it, like and it, like the piano kind of like yeah. You know what I mean, I just that was beautiful. It's um, it's really well done, man. Uh, TWDP really takes care of their music. Yep. Um. Now my question for you. I was reading on a metalcore forum that a lot of people don't don't like the new Devil Wears Prada, and that that is including Revive. the Space EP. Revive, I'm sorry, that's the name of that. Song. That is including the Space EP. People don't like the new Devil Wears Prada. Yes, yeah, like including EP. everything after Zombies, they just fucking completely disregard. Why? What was the reasoning? So the the reasoning is that well, one, they're not as heavy. Okay. And two, I guess the whole appeal behind the Devil Wears Prada was that they were kind of just. Oh, we do what we want, and now they're kind of making music with a purpose. What's okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like look at some of the tracks off Discord. Like, dogs can grow beards everywhere. <laughs> Texas is south. I love that. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> um, uh, assistant to the regional manager. Okay. Oh uh, fuck! What was the? It's not Ben as a kid. What, what was your name, Jerry, or something like that? Uh, okay. Uh, so the reason is that they're not as heavy. Big Wiggly style. I know. <laughs> You know, like, you don't get that Devil Wears Prada anymore. Okay, well, here's the deal. Okay, that I get. Fine. They're not as heavy. And normally I'm, normally I'm an advocate of that, like, they're not as heavy anymore. You know you know I me. Mean? But, like, I will trade heaviness for musicianship. For technicality yeah. and precision. I will trade that any day of the week. And I love old school Devil Wears Prada. Don't get me wrong. But, like, anything, but everything before uh, Ranches, uh, Roots Below or whatever, and that fucking album was, was... Very sloppy. Oh, it was fucking yeah. recorded in a garage sloppy. Well, well here's the well no, because here's the problem. It was sloppy music that was produced by Joey Sturgis. And for those who don't know Joey Sturgis, he is all digital. All all his music is digital. All of it. He there's nothing not an authentic piece of equipment on any of his albums. And so anything during that time fun, yes. Uh clean sounding. Sure, but as far as the technical ability of them, at the, as it was it wasn't there. And I, like I said, I enjoy Plagues. Plagues is awesome. I it was, fun. It was a lot of fun. But the right when I, I marked a change for them when Dead Thrones. Dead Thrones came out after uh, Zombie, right? Oh, I can tell you that. I, th- I think so. The uh, Zombie EP was just fucking gnarly, and that's why they probably still love it because it was fucking brutal, man. Like brutal yeah. with two zeros as opposed to. Anyway, um, <laughs> fine, but Death Thrones came out and like blew my fucking mind when it came out. Yeah. Like, and it's still what probably one of my favorite albums by them because it just it fucking kicks. And it's funny, like, oh, it's they're not as heavy. Have you heard Death Thrones? Have you listened to the fucking full album? That shit's heavy. And sure, like it, it had cleans, more cleans than the, the you know um, Zombie did, but it was fucking heavy. It was brutal. Like Death Thrones is a uh, is a nasty song. Yeah. Born to Born to Lose is a nasty song. Vengeance is a nasty song. So, like, if they're gonna disregard anything after, it should be after Death Thrones, if anything. But but Space EP but is fucking phenomenal. Then the Space EP came out. It's super metal, dude. And it's a song about an asteroid coming towards Earth, and you gotta make yeah. peace with your loved ones, with your enemies. <laughs> dude, this is fucking it. Yeah, and but musically, it oh, was, dude, next it's level. superior. Next level. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a big step up, and like I said, I love everything that they've done, and they're one of the very few bands out there minus eight eighteen that they came out with that I really really loved. I liked eight eighteen. I thought it was okay, but I I could see the people not liking it. I understand that because it was it was very like industrial. Mediocre. It, it, not mediocre. It was just in that sense, it was different. It was like it had industrial sound to it, and I dig that. I'm a Nine Inch Nails fan. It's one of my favorite bands of all time. So naturally, I'm gonna like that shit. But um. I get why people don't like it, but and it wasn't my favorite album by them, but uh, like even the new one, I, me and Adrian, uh, Trans of Blues. Blues, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, album. Uh, I think I think I talked to you about this too, where I'm like, I like I liked it when I first heard it. I heard it, listened to all of it, and I'm like, cool, whatever. And I kind of like whatever. Fine, yeah. Cool. Then you sat down and listened. And then one day I sat down, and I'm like, my like, goddamn, my like, that fucking song was awesome. Worldwide comes to mind every time. Oh yeah, uh, Praise Poison is fucking badass. I don't like it as an opener though. As well, a, they have a, uh, they have a fuck wasn't song name. Death Thrones. Is, well, yeah, Death Thrones. Well, I'm talking about as an album opener and as a, yeah, they do open it with it live sometimes now. Death Thrones is the fucking opener and this should be their forever opener until the day they they die. <laughs> and they have the best oh, closing. They have Danger Wildman. Danger Wildman should be the song that they close with their yeah, every yeah, day until until the day they die. 
That's just the way it should be. I know. But, <laughs> yeah. And they used to open with that, too, which was uh, awesome. They used to open with Danger Wildman, which was fantastic. Because, like, they had, like, this business defining thing, and, Bruh, I know, you know, and they go nuts. That's fine. But, like, they shouldn't open it with it. And there shouldn't be an album open either. But. It's a badass song. It's a, it's a good it song. It really shows what they can do as musicians. Yeah, it's a good song. And I, I it's funny, because when you hear, when you heard. Daniel David uh, Williamson, whatever his name is, Daniel Williamson, the guy, the drummer. Yeah. When he left, you're like, ah, shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's really good, but they replaced him with somebody who's equally as good. So, and then when you hear Chris Ruby left the band, you're like, ah, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you're like, oh, okay. You know, they have they made it work. Yeah, they, they made, it, made work. it work. And that's a, and again, like a lot of times when you have band members leave a band, you could tell where yeah, it happens, where it disconnects. Because um, like Green Myth Horizon, even a victim of that, when Jonah left the band. After there is a hell, you could tell. There was the, they could tell because a they're going through a sound change to begin with, and b yeah and b because it's like well it's softer and Jonah is one of my favorite guitar players. I don't know how to say it. when, when he has one of those weird Swedish last names. I can't say it. Yeah. But he's in I killed the prom queen now, or he started I killed the prom queen way back in the early 2007s, which is such an old school OG like screamo band name was I killed the prom queen. How dope is that? But um, you could tell is my point when when a band member leaves a band. And the worst product, they kind of seamlessly transition from one album to another, losing some yeah, people. Because they always push forward. Yeah. I feel like that's the key here. Yeah. Like, they they have... Now, this may be just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can go fuck myself. But I feel like it's always been a good move. Yeah. Whether they lose someone, they get someone, whether they change their style, their tastes, it's always a good move. Yeah. Transit Blues is fucking phenomenal. It's a good album, yeah. Um, is it my favorite? No, no. it's fucking yeah. awesome, though. It's right. still a badass album. And it deserves a bunch of listens. They, they, yeah, they're like one of the, like I said, they're one of the very few bands that I stuck through, stuck with through all the changes. Because I'm a Lincoln Park fan. I know changes. Like, this band can't, they're fucking, they change fucking uh, sounds more than a fucking teenage girl changes her bra. So, like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I deal with a lot of change. I'm a Lincoln Park fan. It's one of my, they're my favorite band of all time. Even though I am not looking forward to this new album, I'm going to listen to it because it's Lincoln Park. So, but like with a band like the Devil's Product, it's not abrupt. It's not like one day one album is this, and the next album is something completely different. You could, if you listen to their albums all the way through, you can like slowly see them kind of focus their sound, refine it. And now they're like a technical like. It's like when you zoom in. Yeah. The scope. Exactly. Well, now they're like a technical space EP is a, a benchmark in their career, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. And Transit Blues was a fantastic album to follow up with. So like they're only getting better. They're only getting more focused. So when you say people on a metal forum are like, Ugh, I like it. It's like, well, what do you want? What do you want from them? You yeah. want? Do you want them to do in plague for the rest of their lives? Well, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of it has to no I gotta preface this I'm we're gonna stay punk forever yeah but but you can't stay like super in your face oh fuck the system Red Bull Hop you you can't you you gotta pay bills at the end of the day you can stay punk forever but you're not gonna stay 15 year old punk forever exactly so and as musicians we well we as musicians constantly evolve with what we listen to and what we play yeah and we see it happen all around us with the bands we listen to. Yeah. Sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. Hey, hey but, uh, I know them. You, I feel like through the albums you can definitely feel the growth in the band, and not like a tumor, like like you know. Yeah, definitely. So. And there, and uh, I can't applaud them enough for fucking pushing the bar and all it. exceeding all it. Shit, too, man. It's been like it's been a while. 10, 11 years. Man, it's been a while. Probably closer to twelve actually. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Discord's was oh. Five, Five, I think, yeah. Jesus Christ, I can't. Like, and I remember seeing them in like the nastiest venues in the city, like just like underground basements and shit. Just them just yeah, look at them now, rip, ripping shit apart. And now they're they, you know they do big headlining tours and they do really well. So, yeah. uh, they're one of the, like they're they're a band that I'm like, holy shit, I saw them grow up. We came as Romans was another band where I'm like, holy shit, I actually saw them like grow up. But would you go see them now? No, no. no. Uh, you leave that with fifteen year olds. Yeah, people. and even like uh, motionless and white. Like I'm like oh, I saw them grow up, and we we'll talk about because you you've listened to the album I couldn't get through it. Really? I couldn't get through it because you got creatures stuck in your head, dude. Not even like not even that, dude. Like I liked the album after Creatures. What was the name of the album? Infamous. Is it what it's called? With the mirror. Yeah. Infamous. Yeah. I liked that. Like that was passable, but 
I cannot. I know Chris Morrison. I know you're a fan of Marilyn Manson. I know it. Okay. I, I, okay. Yes, I am. Yeah. I, but it, he's not somebody I would revisit. Emulate. Yeah. Y- okay. He's fucking super smart. Yeah. Um. He he stands up for what he believes in, and you know, 15, 16 year old Gabe found that totally fucking rad. Yeah, it was dope. And it shaped <laughs> me. But he's somebody. He's a band that I would leave in the past. Yes, 100%. I wouldn't do. Like a fucking yearly re-listen of no, shit. No, no, nobody is trying to be the next Marilyn Manson. I, I'll throw on Beautiful People because it's a killer. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, well, we can pass. So, like, my thing is, Chris Motionless, if you're listening to this, which you're not, stop trying to be Marilyn Manson. I get it. You're, you know, there. I, there. He's obviously an influence, and you like him a lot. That's cool. But you know what? You say your favorite band of all time is Bleeding Through. Do fucking Bleeding Through, please. <laughs> like, if you're going to emulate any of your favorite bands, emulate Bleeding Through. You probably don't remember Bleeding Through. Nope. But, bro, to turn on The Truth, I think that's the name of that album. That fucking album bangs. Like, it was really, really good. So, like, stop putting that industrial blah, 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 blah. That shit, I hate it. I hate it so... I, I got maybe three songs in, and I'm like... Okay, I've had enough. I turned it off. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Because I, I, I like what Marilyn Manson stands for. I like how he kind of took the controversy and rolled with it in yeah. his career. And musically, whatever. But, like, I don't want to hear it anymore. It's not 1999, early 2000s. It's not cool anymore. It's not. And, um, and I get, like, pulling an influence, but you can copy and paste it. That's how abrupt some of these songs are with, his, with the Marilyn Manson shit. And it just that. it drives me fucking nuts. And it, as sad as it is, I've heard so far because like I, I haven't listened to the whole album because I can't make it all the way through yet. But the singles that they come out with, "Eternally Yours" and Five Room F- whatever Five Hundred Four, whatever the fucking name of that song is, that's what the album thinks. That's why. That's why. That's why I think. Damn. Yeah, and uh, I like Motionless and White. I like them as people. I think Chris Motionless is a wonderful person. I think he's a really humble dude, and I like that about him. But musically, I'm just not. I that as, as they have gone. This is the, the inverse of the Devil Wears Prada. As they have gone on, they have lost me further along the way. It's all right, dude. You always have creatures. Yeah, I always have creatures. Now, always, creatures is an album I'd revisit. 100. percent Because it's fucking bad. It's fucking. It's dope. I. You know what though? I hear me out. I know this is gonna sound blasphemous, and I'm sorry to all you metalheads out there because this is probably gonna ruin your day. <laughs> you know, all, your all, all three of you. I. The only thing keeping me attached to Slipknot is nostalgia. Okay. I get that. And don't get me wrong, super fucking heavy every time Eyeless comes on. Just that whole first... I'll put it, first four albums. Three. Are you including Volume 3? I love Volume 3. I know you weren't like the biggest... No, no, I like Volume 3. That's what I'm saying, up to three. Oh, you didn't like All Hope? Iffy? I I like some songs. Okay, okay. Anything off of self-titled... Iowa volume, volume three. three will always get me going. Yeah, but what? No, no, no. I get it. I can't. No, I get it. Okay, like okay, Custer's fine. Negative one. I can't really like sit through it without skipping it. Really? I it's just not my thing. Okay. I just can't do it. And like I, I had to sit down and like really think about it. I'm like, man, what is what is like what is the issue here? And I'm like, dude, I think it's just because I was so hung up because this is the this was my first band. Yeah. You gotta understand. This is, no, like, I, I heard Wait and Bleed, and it was the first song that ever made me feel anything. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, I get you. So, Slipknot was like, there. You know, like, I was about it. And, like, now, like, looking back at it, I don't think it's anything more than nostalgia. And don't get me wrong, hella energy, hella mus- musicianship, and fucking awesomeness in those first albums. Yeah. And, like I said, man, always jam. But, at this point, it's no, kind of like... I'm with you. Actually. You know, they're kind of going the Manson route. Like maybe maybe not now, but next year or the year after, I'll be like, I'll be okay if I don't listen to Slipknot. You yeah, know? I I could get that because, like you said, uh, All Is Gone was okay, and I I I liked it. I liked most of it. Ironically enough, I liked the Sulfur songs on that album more than Sulfur's fucking yeah. awesome. Sulfur was great. Uh, Dead Memories phenomenal. Snuff was a great song. Ooh, snuff. yeah. But, but, you know, Child you, you of Burning Time. You felt it. Yeah. That album, you felt it. It wasn't yeah. eyeless. It wasn't. Yeah. Sick. It wasn't oh, Blister Exists. They're so good, dude. <laughs> it wasn't Disaster Piece or yeah. I Played. You felt it, though. Good album, but you felt it. Yeah. Uh, 
But I mean, I do, you, do you at least understand where I'm coming? No, from? yeah, hundred percent. I hundred percent agree. Like, like you said, the new album, it's good. It's not great. I I didn't listen to it. It, it doesn't stand out. And like you said, it's mu- musically, it's good music. Like this is the first. It doesn't hurt my head. It doesn't hurt my head. But no, like, this is background music. For yeah, me. it's it's something that you're it's like not something I'd work out to. Exactly, it's something that you're like, oh, okay. I um, this is the first Slipknot album I haven't bought. Okay. And I think that should say something. Yeah. Because I, I own all of them on CD. I own most of them on fucking vinyl. Mm-hmm. It's it's some it's some shit, dude. Yeah, I'd agree with that. They have definitely. Uh, I think honestly it has a lot to do with Corey Taylor um, because I, you know he what? wants to do something different, obviously. And the whole people equal shit thing isn't for him anymore, which I get. Hey, man, you're a grown man. I understand. You're not gonna be twenty forever. Yeah. Right? So, but at that point, it's like you got you're not you're not gonna get any better I, because you I, started so hard. Like Iowa is probably one of my favorite albums ever. Yeah, and they set the bar really fucking high with the first one, yeah, and then toppled exactly. it. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Iowa is one of my favorite albums ever, and the, the self-titled is somewhere in that list, too. It's below it, but it's somewhere under that list, too. So it's kind of like you start... They started so high and heavy, and it's just like... And like I said, they're not making bad music. I'm not going to no. say that. I'm not, I will never say that. But is it... Cha- I think is it changing th- my life anymore? No. I think at this point, I'm leaning more towards Stone Sour. Okay. I get that. I'm not, I like Stone Sour, but I've never actually, like, I'm going to sit down and listen to this full album. My okay. wife has. I understand. I, ironically enough. But, like, anytime a Stone Sour song comes out, you're like, okay. I just, you know what it is, man? It, it's the money. Yeah. That, which is fine. By fu- For fuck's sake, dude, if you're making money off music and good money, no one's stopping you. In yeah. fact, we're encouraging you. Yeah. But you don't, you can't have the blues when you have money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't be like down in the dumps when you got all this cash. That's what some. That's what like I remember when um, I had an argument. Like this was years ago. I had an argument with a friend about Eminem because uh, they're like, "Oh, I want to hear songs like him and talk about him murdering people and how shitty his life." But is. he's not living in the streets anymore. That's what, and I'm like, he's 40 years old. He lives in a nice big house. He has a daughter. He has a daughter who's like 17 years old now, 18 years old. And I'm like, dude, she's actually yeah 20. I, I, well, I, I was saying at the time when I had that argument. Okay. This, was, this was a while ago. And I'm like, and this is after, I think, uh, Recovery just came out. And I love Recovery. I thought it was a great album. But was it, you know, it's not going to be Marshall Mathers LP anymore because he's not 20 years old anymore living out of his car. Yeah. And he doesn't have the, 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 the crazy problems that he has with his ex-wife anymore or with his mom anymore. Like, it's, that's over. Like, he grew up. And people are like, well, what, uh, then I don't want him to keep going on. And it's like, then what, then, like, those albums are always there like they always exist yeah. and, and trust me I listen to Eminem songs to this day like old ones songs I've been listening to for 15 years where uh, he has a line I'm like that's fucking awesome like I didn't realize that before because sometimes he he has so many of them that are like so good that are just like holy shit so every time when I listen to an Eminem album I, I like, like you find something I'm like, huh. I'm like huh I do that every time my wife's like what or my mom's like what I do this with my mom still so I'm like huh she's like what I'm like I did not realize that line was there before because he has so many good ones, you're, just, you're discovering them as he goes along. So it's just like, he people grow up. I think that's the name of this album, or the name of this episode. People grow up, you know what I mean? And you're not going to get the same shit. Musically, you're not going to get the same shit that you're going to get. And I'm not always going to support that, because obviously I'm a, I'm a Lincoln Park fan, and I'm not going to support every change that they make. I don't like this new, the new shit they got coming out. But guess what? They have the right to do that, because it's their fucking, it's their band. They, yep. have the, they have the right to do it. Yep. At the end of the day, it's their shit. They're the ones that have to be like... And Mike said this. I actually watched an interview with him recently. He's like, it's one thing for me for me to put it out and love it and have the fans dislike it. He's like, it's another thing for me to dislike it and people are still going to dislike it anyways. Because no matter what, since Linkin Park's been a thing, the next album was always like, uh, have the fans are like, uh, that's just the way they are. So it's like Mike said, it's like it's one thing for me to love it and have, have the fan base go, eh. But it's another thing for me to dislike it, and the other half have a band that's going, eh. He's like, so might as well do something that I like. Yeah. Which is true. Oh, that's a good point. That's yeah. a very good point. If you're going to be playing it, you might as well enjoy it. Yeah. So, whatever. And fu- another fun thing on the conversation on that, I told my wife, I'm like, it sounds like it sounds like 21 Pilots to me, like the new shit. And she's like, no, it doesn't. And she's like, I listen to them. I know what it sounds like. I'm like, whatever. And then I watched an interview of Chester. He's like, oh yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Twenty One Pilots recently. <laughs> I'm like, I fucking told you, I fucking knew it. I, 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 I hear it, I know. 
And she's like, whatever. And at that point, she kind of just rolled her eyes and turned away from me. I'm like, that's what I fucking thought. I fucking called it. I heard it. I'm just saying. Our, uh, our boy, Chadwick Johnson, <laughs> uploaded a... I guess Spotify has this thing now where it's like, oh, here's what the artist has been jamming to. Okay. And I, I am so fucking afraid to look at this playlist he uploaded of what he's been listening to recently. You, you give a little preview of it? You didn't even No. <laughs> I don't want to... Can you pull that up and see what, see what he's been doing? Oh, pull, my pull, pull it up real quick. I, uh, I'm worried. I'm dude. genuinely curious. I, you know what, though? I... Because uh, if Silverstone Pickups is on the shit, I'm going to die. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to die. Speaking of I'm going to die, I've been watching The Godfather again recently. Oh, dude. Fucking great movie. Oh, God. It's so good. It's so good. E- uh, uh, okay, so what's it looking like? What's the damage? The Cure. Oh. Catherine Wheel. Okay. Jesus and Mary Chain. Okay. The Smiths. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Joy Division. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Interpol. Okay, I, I could get with Interpol. Oh shit! What's he doing? Blonde <laughs> redhead. New Order. Lush. My Bloody Valentine. I, what is he listening to? I, I don't what, know, man. Who broke up with him? <laughs> What's he going through? You, the you the Cure? The Cure is the music that you slit your wrist to and you die. You, you see, my, my whole I thing... I like The Cure, but still. They, they posted a thing on Twitter that was like, Dude, Alex Blackwell, our fucking guitarist, is coming back. I'm like, fuck. Yes, he's coming back. We're going to get some fucking heavy punk shit, dude. We're going we're gonna to be out there in the pit for days. We're going to need fucking supply drops. We're going to be out there so long. <laughs> And then they dropped the first single. I'm like, no! And then the second one, and I'm fucking crying. <laughs> I'm hoping that... What's going on outside? What the hell? I'm, I'm not touching any of their merch. I'm waiting for the album. If I don't like it, I don't like it. I'm still going to get my copy of Let Go signed. I'm still going to get my copy of fucking Resist Revolt signed. And I'm going to call it a fucking... I'm going to call it a band. I will say this. Though. If they come, if the, all the album, new album sounds like it does. Okay, whatever. I want to see it live. Because if it's good live, fine. It'll, it'll get a pass. Because and I, there's, one, there's one reason why I say this. Because I listened to Caspian on the album before I heard them. Before I saw them live. Okay. And I'm like... And, and live. Really okay, then live, it blew my fucking mind. So, if, if Huntress live performance of these, of these songs is really good, I'll give it a pass. It's just something that they're experimenting with. I... Okay, so I looked up a set list okay. when they were touring with Silent Planet in Europe. Okay. They played all their fucking bangers and then some. Bro, they played Hurt. They played Hurt live. <laughs> You're never going to hear that again. You're never going to hear that. Bro, and, and this fucking Twitter is like, okay, before they announced the new album, they're like, yeah. They, they posted their set list and like, yeah, we're not going to be playing this for a while. I'm like, fuck, I really want to see them at Warp Tour. Like, They're probably going to go into hiding for like a year or two. You know, just work on the album. And then he's a single. I'm like, oh, new album. And I'm like, oh, I see what you did there. And now I'm worried, dude. I'm worried I'm not going to see Unravel. I'm worried I'm not going to see fucking Delusion, Break, Weathered Town, dude. If they don't play Weathered no, Town. They'll play Weathered Town. I, they play Weathered Town. I don't know. That's the big one. They'll play I know. It. And uh, Break Free, too. They'll always play those, too. Because, like, who, uh, who was I? I was talking to something similar about another band that was like, I'm like, they have to play it. I forgot what it was, though. Fuck. I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. But. I mean, do you? By, by, yeah. For fuck's sake, do you? But Let Go will forever be my hundredth album. Okay. It is. It is like internalized, dude. That shit is so <laughs> next level. Like, all right. My, my whole thing is, I love bands that with a point. Like, yeah, dude, sing about your fucking feelings. That's fine. But like, if you're going out there with a fucking message, like a strong, not even necessarily political, but like, hey, like think about what you're doing. Like, think about your life. I'm a sucker for that dude. And Let Go was exactly that. It was exactly one of those albums where it's like a little bit of, hey, like this is the shit I'm going through. And a lot of like, dude, like look at what the fuck is going on around us. Like we got to do something about this, you know, shit like that. And and just, I don't know, man, the album, the whole fucking album from start to finish gets me going like a fucking wild ride. Yeah. Worked out to it the other day, dude. I'm still sore. But, <laughs> but now I'm worried that this new album is going to come out. I'm going to be like, uh, nerve endings, Bloody Mary, uh. <laughs> Oh man, that's life, man. People grow up. I fucking hate growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel like, like, yeah, hardcore scene's been shitty for both of us, but I feel like I've been taking serious fucking breakups I, this past I, year. I just want to say that I've been taking my bumps because you've been taking your bumps. Because, 
when Gabe's like, oh, I really like this band now. Like, I, I, I see this happens a couple of times. I mentioned a band in passing. Gabe's like, oh, okay. And then, like, th- three months later, he's like, Ebony <laughs> Affliction, bro! I'm like, yeah, I know. I said that three months ago. <laughs> Same thing with Beartooth. I'm like, I like Beartooth. He's like, I never heard of them. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then, like, two months later, he's like, ah! Beartooth! I'm like, yeah. You're not wrong. I know. <laughs> and then wrong. I take my buffs because Gabe's like, oh, man. This band I really like is gone. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know, Gabe. <laughs> I know, Gabe. I know. Oh man. Speaking of which, uh, I'm gonna close. I guess how, what time we got? Oh boy, this is gonna be a long one. We're at an hour. An hour? Okay, cool. Sweet. Uh, Vanna sent out a tweet. They're like, okay, what do you guys want to hear? On for the oh for no, the digging, tour. digging, digging. Oh yeah, definitely digging. I put that on the list. Hold on, did you throw like a fucking like a weird one in there? I threw it a bunch. Like, I, like, cause I'm so old school that like. He's like about an hour, so I give him eleven songs because I give him some time to talk because obviously they're gonna want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's the last um, tour, so I get it. Uh, so I it's I got like eleven songs right now. This is what I got. Uh, I got some old school in there. I got some songs that we probably probably won't even end up being played. But I got Toxic Pretender, Oh, Year of the Rat, Safe to Say, We Ate the Horse that We Rode in On, Void, uh, Pretty Graham Flowers, Either Remover, Digging Mudder, Holy Hell. So there's some newer stuff in there, so because I try to make it as realistic as possible, right? Because I'm not going to play the self-esteem cover. Yeah, I'm like they're not going to fucking do like the Vanishing Orchestra. They're not going to play songs like, like that. Pissing up the rope. Or yeah. Whatever. Well, they probably they might play that. They like that song. But I'm saying like I try to keep it like they're probably not going to play either Remover because it's so old and um, it was an awful album that nobody really particularly cared about. I liked it, but you know I'm a fan. Uh, so. You know, I forgot, I forgot to put Trash Mouth on there from the list because I actually tweeted, tweeted it to them. I forgot to send that there. But they're going to play that because they love they love playing that fucking song. My point is, if because I, I looked at the retweets and see who responded to them. If I don't hear Safe to Say on this tour because a million people are like, yeah, play Safe to Say. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's before Davey, wasn't it? Yeah. Damn. I want to I hear Safe to Say. And if I don't hear it, I'm going to be very upset. Especially for the last time, I need to hear it. One last time. Did they play it when we saw them at Warped? No. No? No. They haven't played yeah, that's it a, that's a since the, not the most recent Warp Tour, but the last time they played it, and they or the last time they did Warp Tour, and it wasn't it wasn't the full song. It was like twenty fourteen. It was like a segment of a song or whatever. Okay. So um, twenty fifteen, I think it was. But um, oh yeah, you might be right about that. Twenty fourteen, you might be right about that. Um, so I want to hear it one last time for all time's sake, and they're and they're gonna play an hour, so I'm excited. Yeah, that's, that hour's gonna be justice, man. It's gonna be a baptism. It's gonna be a baptism and sweat. It's gonna be bodily fluids. It's gonna be like a euthanization, more like it. Yeah. It's gonna be one last hurrah. Yeah. It's gonna be good though, man. Ghost Key. Ghost Key's gonna go in because it's a Chicago show and they fucking love Vanna. Mm-hmm. You know, bear tooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, dude, I um, I don't think I've been to any farewell tours, so this is gonna be my first one. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be interesting. Oh yeah. I, um, I, I'm telling you, you get, pick up your copy of Void right now <laughs> yeah. on fucking CD, on vinyl, whatever the fuck you want to get it on. Get it we're signed. getting the meet and greets and yeah. we're getting them signed. Yeah. You're going to hate yourself if you don't have a copy of Void signed when you know you had the opportunity. Yeah. I was uh, telling Adriana, I'm like, we're trying to dig up Void on vinyl. Cause I, I, like it's I like said, $10, yeah. dude. It's not even the full yeah. 20 uh, I like the new album, but Void's my shit. You already have a copy of All Hell. Anyway. Yeah, that too. So I told her, I'm like, I want to get Void signed. Like, we're going to have, like, yeah, dude. I have to get that signed for you. Because Adrian has the, the little vinyl collection, and I'm like, I want you to have it. Because, like, Vanna, much like Elisana, which is why I'm naming my daughter. Vanna, why did I name my daughter Vanna? That would have been a good idea. <laughs> That's kind of a weird one. Anyway, uh, Elisana and Vanna were, like, one of the very first couple bands that her and I really connected on when we first started talking. So, like, the fact that Adrian won't be able to be there, um, my kid's on the way. It's really like the end of an era in my life. Yep, closing of a chapter, man. And um, I know we mentioned this on last episode, but I'm gonna cry. I'm, I'm letting you know I'm gonna be an emotional wreck. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm I'm super pumped for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the meet and greet. And like I said, they're a band that's not super popular. So I only imagine maybe a handful of people getting the meeting greet. So we're actually gonna be you able to get like, like twenty of us. Yeah, tops. being able to get to talk to them and like just. Bullshit. Yeah, which is gonna be, which is what I'm really looking forward to, because I've seen them. I try to count how many times I've seen this band. I can't even. I'm like, well, there was this time, and then there was that time, and then there was this time, and I, like, I got up to a ten where I'm like, I know I'm missing a, a few. So. So at least double digits. At least double digits. I've seen them a shit ton of times. 
So uh, I felt they're probably the best because I saw a trigger like seven times, eight times, and they were like near the top of the list with Lincoln Park. So like I've seen Vanna probably more than any other band that I've ever seen. So um, I'm gonna be good, man. I'm excited. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, like I said, dude, we're gonna get you on fucking stage. Yeah, it's the B kitchen. You can just lock up. Yeah, but I'm, but regardless, we're gonna get yeah. you that mic. We're gonna we're gonna go ape shit because I had Warped Tour, whatever year that was. He when he throws the mic, in, I got it, and then Kev and Adam were on stage, and he threw the mic into, and I caught it, and I, it was a trash mouth, so I knew the fucking words like the back of my hand because I've been singing that song since I was fifteen. So, and then they didn't know who they didn't see me get it. Wait, what were Kevin and Adam doing? They're on stage. They had like the, they did the blood drive thing, so they were able to get on stage. Oh, copy. They that. got on stage for every time I died too. Fucking shit. Yeah. So I'm like, anyway, um, they, they when he threw the mic into the crowd, Kevin and Adam are like, I know that voice. Like they're like. They they heard me like right away. They knew they knew who it was because they've heard me scream in the fucking garage a million times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're like, I know who that is. So that was kind of awesome. So uh, I'm waiting for this one last time. We're gonna go balls deep, and um, we're gonna pull up one last time. One last time. Uh, with that said, I guess that's the episode. Uh, the episode is definitely gonna be people grow up because that's pretty much the whole central theme behind this whole entire episode. And I like how we're like, oh, we're talking about justice, and we're like, first five minutes, okay. Music, <laughs> you know what I mean. But that's cool. Uh, that's why we do the show, man. I enjoy talking, shooting the shit, and good shit. That's good the, shit. We don't always plan where the conversation is gonna go, and that's why it's that's why it's magic. It's magic it happens in this garage now. Oh, let me cover that real quick before we sign off. I moved, got moved from my office, and I'm now in the garage. So if you hear a little bit of an echo, that's why because we have a lot of space in here, a lot of space to bounce off the walls. So nice and homey. Nice and homey, yeah. Homey the clown. I just need a like a fan. In here is pretty much the only thing I need yeah. in order for it to be comfortable. But with that said, we're signing off for this week's episode of the Second City Kids podcast. Uh, that's all I got, man. I don't, I don't, I don't do the plugs anymore because I'm not really active on any of those things anymore. <laughs> till next week. Yeah, just check us out on iTunes, all that good stuff. And until then, me and Gabe will see you guys later. Deuces. Click.